Hey y'all, it's your girl Amber. Just wanted to get y'all before the episode, but we're having a sex expert on the show next week. So if you have any questions, concerns about sex or relationships, email us at epraythought@gmail.com or DM us in our Insta at epraythought with the zero or Twitter DM us at epraythought. Bye. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Epray.podcast. Podcast. I am your co-host, Savoy Anthony Jefferson. Yes, I'm your co-host, Savoy Anthony Jefferson, the undisputed bussy champion, the number one thigh ally, the head thotress, top five bussy dead or alive, the essence of Le Bussy, Cardi B, fat bitch bussy, and you know... The bussy has been surrendered. Um, surrendered to God. Um, Cause it's the God in me. Hey. <laughs> and we have my lovely co-host. Al, what's up, what's up? Okay, first of all, Savoy, you are the host, number one. Um, I said what I said. Okay, whatever. Um, <laughs> We're co-hosts. Okay, what's up, y'all? Hey, y'all. Uh, it's your girl, Amber, a.k.a. Emo Black Girl, a.k.a. Dual Oxetina Knowles, a.k.a. Antidepressants, a.k.a. Savoy's partner in thought. Mm. Uh, how y'all doing? How y'all doing? Welcome to episode 211, entitled The Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Uh... <laughs> So, me and Amber were going over the questions, and she was like, what do you want to title this episode? She's like, what is in your spirit? And I was like, the diary of a mad black woman. You know what? Um, (laughs) First of all, this is one of my favorite Tyler Perry movies. It is his best. That... And, what is his best? Uh, I also liked um, what was the one with with Janet and all of them. I like that um, one too. I still think Diary of Mad Black. Yeah. Woman so, is anyways, best. it's Diary of Mad Black Woman and the one with Janet. Um, I can't remember it right now. So, um, why do we get married? Why did we get married? So, those are my two favorite um Tyler Perry films. Uh, shout out to Tyler Perry because even though sometimes his works is you know a little different, he is employing lots and lots of beautiful black people in Atlanta. Those two sh- so those two movies are like the least Tyler Perry of. Fair. Uh, um, what's your favorite um, part in the movie? Because ah, ah! I'm petty. Um, it, I know is everybody's favorite part. When she throw him in the fucking yep, water. Yep, <laughs> when yep, she throw him in that bathtub. As soon he- as he gets thrown into that bathtub out of that wheelchair, I'm like, yes. Come yeah, on, sis. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I've been there. I mean, I've never thrown anybody in the... Uh, in the bathtub but i've had that level of anger yeah pretty much um anyways so mm-hmm. episode is tired of diary of a mad black woman. why you mad sis <laughs> <laughs> we not going there we'll, we'll get there soon um revelations <laughs> all right um, we are going to today, all thoughts welcome, Devin Michael Lowe. Devin is an actor extraordinaire and the organizer of tra- of trans masculine support groups. Um, Devin is from Houston, which, because I just found that out, because I don't know, for some reason, me and Amber both thought you were from New York. <laughs> and yeah. then I was like, he started talking, I was like, he's not from New York. No, no, it's from Houston, Texas, home of the young and the reckless. Y'all Come, on. Know Come on. Come <laughs> on. Come on, chopped and screwed. Yeah. <laughs> chopped and motherfucking screwed. Hi, Devin. Hi. Hey, How welcome. are you? Thank, thank you for coming. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's a pleasure no, to be here. Thank you for coming. 
Um, I'm going to take Devin's ring later. Um, <laughs> you can try. Right? Ooh, Ooh. Okay. Yeah, you from Houston, so. <laughs> he did say young and reckless. <laughs> right? He did say the young and reckless. Um, Don't let this pink suit fool you. Come on, come on. He has on a lovely pink blazer. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Devin is ignorant, and I already love him. Yes. Uh, but you know why I thought you were from New York? Why? Because you look like Dominican, Puerto Rican, Bronxy. You know, everyone makes that assumption, but I actually have like no Latin blood in me whatsoever. Mm. I'm just light skinned. That's all. <laughs> Are you are you Creole? I hate to ask that question. Uh, no, I'm a... Jamaican actually. Okay. My father was born and raised in Montego Bay. Mm. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, you still New York. My mother's a colonizer, but we don't talk about. Okay. You know what? I'm so done with my mother's a colonist. Your uh, mama raised you, so <laughs> it is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I love my mama. That's okay. Shout out to your mom. Shout out to your mom. Um, is there any little known fact that you would like to tell us, Devin, before we jump into the episode? Anything the the girls A should little know? Little known fact: the yeah. girls Any, and the guys and, should know that I'm pansexual. So mm-hmm. I've been heard that people like my voice. So okay. if you're interested, mm-hmm. I'll make sure to give you all my contact information <laughs> the, <end> of the show. <laughs> so fucking. Duh. This I'm also polyamorous. Not- That's important. Okay. Oh, okay. That's good to know. Damn. You won't be the first. Damn. Okay. okay. <laughs> Are you currently? Um, enjoy anyone's company actually never mind because i want to let you because you know you got to save that oh, right, no, we, right. yeah we're we not we, even we, at the thought part yeah yet. yeah 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 and also you know i don't want you know i want your future you know yeah booze. don't stifle yeah, exactly i'm not trying to stifle <laughs> your you gonna offer all your information at the end of the episode so um we'll let you do that so um okay so we're gonna just jump into it bussy pep talks this is one reason why um me, Amber, and the guests love ourselves for the week. One reason why we're proud of ourselves. Um, I'm not going to go go first this week because I still have to think about mine. Amber, <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Woo. Okay. Um, why am I proud of myself this week? Um, okay. Um, to just be transparent, um, I uh, recently, or on Monday actually, last week, Um, I recently interviewed for a job and I didn't get the job that I wanted, but I did technically get the job to work there. And so, um, I was like really disappointed and I just feel proud of myself because, you know, I was able to be sad about it, talk about it, get through it. And then also like have a lot of courage and hope that like, Mm -hmm. it's not the end of the world. And like, my life isn't over and I'm not a huge failure. So, um, I've been listening. I don't know no failures. Right. I mean, and sometimes you fail, you know, I've Mm -hmm. been listening to like a lot of, uh, Cardi B. I was listening to get up 10, like five times in a row. And, you know, you knock me down nine times, but I'm going to get up 10. Amen a word. So, mm. shout out to Cardi for... Shout uh, out, Cardi. For helping me get through it. Amen. Um, I guess I'm next. <laughs> um, <laughs> so, this week has been... Um, a roller coaster. Yes. Emotionally. Um, I have come to terms with some certain some certain things and some issues and I I'm, I'm proud of myself because I think I'm finally understanding that um 
had it and then I lost it. Okay. Anyways, I'm finally understanding that like it's okay for something just not to work out and that it doesn't have to be toxic for it to be like a lesson or it doesn't have to be like this toxic or a lesson learned per se. It could just be that ultimately like you two great people meet each other and it just doesn't click and that's okay. Um, it's not a match. Thank you, next. Um, oh, and, <laughs> and it took me until last night slash this morning to realize that. Um, <laughs> to the young gentleman that I was very upset with on Friday. <laughs> I apologize um because i definitely was trying to be angry um or, or more spirit like I, this i think my disappointment led to anger and i had to take myself out of that because ultimately like it just ain't gonna be what i wanted it to be but also mm-hmm. it ain't right so mm-hmm. <laughs> you gotta be real with myself and realize that certain things just ain't right so um yeah Ooh, let it go let it go and I'm doing that, um, and not in a negative way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just going to be more positive for the rest of the year slash the beginning of the, the new year because I have been very negative as of lately. So anyways, Devin, what is your... <laughs> right? like the last, in the next two weeks. <laughs> right? So, like, uh, um, no, for real, I'm going to be more positive. Yes. So, <laughs> positive bussy. <laughs> oh, that's a new one. That is a good one. Uh, um... Devin, what 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 is your bussy pep talk for the week? Oh, my bussy pep talk for the week. <laughs> mm. Um, well, the original question was, what am I proud of? For yeah, the, bussy pep talk is like, what are, what are you proud of, or why you love yourself? Right? Yeah, for this week. All right, so this week, I'm proud of myself this week because I've been taking more initiative at work. Um, yeah, really, like I uh, I do run trans masculine support groups, but I'm also the new. Um, outreach specialist at GMHC so I do a lot of uh, workshops and facilitation around like sexual health and um, you know like breaking down like STD HIV different frameworks like that educating folks and so I've like taken all of the past curriculum that they were using and like editing up all these workshops and like making sure that it's more trans and non-binary inclusive the language um, really trying to um, demand some more resources for the people that I'm working with, more mm-hmm. marginalized communities, making mm-hmm. sure like they're getting fed and they're getting more more support than what's being given and just like really standing by that and making commitment, asking like to join like the community boards there so that I can advocate on people's behalf, more like MSM, younger folks, because a lot of the people on the board are Caucasian men in their 50s and 60s and it's just they're out of touch you know yeah. so like really making that i stand firm and, and i'm standing up for the folks that you know are like me in my intersections you know so I'm, I'm proud of myself for that because i just got brought on board and already i'm coming at them with a fierceness come on yes. come on iron fist yes with a with a chopped and screwed element mm-hmm. <laughs> all right so we'll just jump into it um eat um so I originally had this question, but actually just gonna ask because you you've been here five years, so you you go to the bodega. What does your dream bodega sandwich consist of? See, y'all gonna make fun of me. This how you gonna know that I'm not a New Yorker. <laughs> no, but I'm bougie. Like I stay I stay by this really cute bodega, so I got spoiled. So my idea bodega sandwich is like um. 
like a honey turkey with a monster cheese and spinach or mayo and avocado. Yes. Okay. Salt and pepper that, like that. that you sound good. like that sounds like my uh, bougie bodega. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Amber lives right next to a bougie bodega too. So the bougie bodegas we we know about those. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, kind of hungry now. <laughs> I eat all day. So um, okay, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that at all. I like avocado. Um, mm-hmm. What is your favorite restaurant in Houston? Like, what restaurant would you tell all everybody? Or what restaurant would you take, like, your boo? Like, you going and, you know, you bringing them to Houston. You bringing them home. Where would you take? What what restaurant would you take oh them to in gosh. Houston? Oh, my gosh. See, you threw me off for a loop with that question. I wouldn't even prepare for that. I was thinking about New York. Um, I ain't been home in so long. Honestly, I wouldn't even take my boo to no restaurant like that. I mean, they got some cute seafood restaurants out um, in Texas, hook, line, and sinker and all that. But uh, I prefer my grandmama's cooking. When I go home, I'm going for a home-cooked meal. Okay. Like, you know, like I'm from down south, so that's where mm-hmm. it's at. I be craving my, my mama's cooking when I go out to eat over here. So, um, But uh, I don't know, maybe like a Papacito's. Okay. Yeah, I ain't got those up here. No, we don't. Yeah, so get you nice some fillet shrimp and stuff, little crab cakes, all that. Yeah. Okay, this is a little shady, but yo, the colonizer mama, she she know how to make. Something oh, it's good. true. See, my my mom, my mom is one of those white people that only hangs around black people. Oh, okay. <laughs> she grew up in the hood. She like <laughs> She learned how to cook at like. Uh, strictly from like Spanish and Caribbean okay. folks so my mom throw down she don't cook like no white folk you'd okay. be surprised so if be you did like a blind test mm-hmm. yeah my mom literally sends me seasoning ships them to me from Texas because New York don't got right. it like that you right so you know right a word spice up my life got it like that Come on, spice up your life. Every boy and every girl. Spice up your life. La, 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 Spice Girls. Okay, what dish are you bringing to the holiday potluck? I'm probably bringing like a sweet potato pie. Okay. Because I can't cook. Is it a patty pie? Patty. No. No. Y'all didn't see the, the, the face. The face is like, no, not at all. Unfortunately. Um, <laughs> I've never had one, so. So, thanks to Tierra, mm-hmm. um, she brought home, like, it was like a a patty apple and peach cobbler. Mm. It was good. It was really good. Okay. It was home. It was like, it felt homemade. Did okay. It with ice cream. It don't come with ice cream, but I did put ice cream in it. Ooh, that's what I mean. You gotta. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I put the ice cream. Yeah. I, vanilla bean, of course. What's one food? <laughs> I'm a fat. Um, what's one food that you can't live without? Oxtails. Hands you down. Are real, you are a real Caribbean right now. That's true. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Southern person, too. <laughs> so people okay. don't know black Americans eat oxtails. That's true. It's that's so fair. funny. Yeah, so. um, favorite brunch spot in NYC? My favorite brunch spot is actually really close to here. It's probably Angel of Harlem. Okay. Like right on Frederick and 122. Really like brunch at Angel of Harlem? Yeah, you know, I mean, sometimes they have some cute little music. I really go for the drinks more than anything. Okay. It's a brunch spot. <laughs> brunch sounds like mimosas to me. <laughs> fair, fair, fair. A, a word, a statement. Um, what's the best meal you've had this year? 
the best meal I had this year was probably Thanksgiving, honestly. Yeah, like my homie cooked. I went over there. I had quite a few meals. You know, I was hopping oh, around did. different <laughs> households. But uh, Come on. my homie made these candy yams that was so motherfucking good. Oh, I was eating them for like three days. <laughs> um, but it was good. It was good. I had like my aunt made like some stuffed Cornish hens that were really tasty. Because, you know, we don't do turkey. It's oh, always okay. dry. <laughs> yeah it is a dry I'm not a fan of dry bird so never mind I'm never what mind. you got to say what you got to say just say it because my one of my best friends Ashley mm-hmm. from New Orleans she always calls dick bird so I mm. always she be like I don't want no dry dick either please yeah. lotion your dicks please ah, 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 ah. please Ashy Devin I'm sorry are we not there yet no we are there <laughs> <laughs> I, okay, I for real went on a rant about Ashy yeah, did. Me too. <laughs> Let's talk about it. Like, where do you get the goal? Like the audacious <laughs> mandate, the audacity. Like it's. I mean, but maybe they don't know it's Ashy. How do you not know? I can see it. You can see it. Yeah. You took the picture and looked at it. Maybe they in all of its ashiness and said, "This is the one." <laughs> and chose to send that to me I'd be offended maybe they think it's a flash mm. 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 Like, there should be gre- if it's flash then it should be greasy it should be a whole lot yeah. that's a different look that is a- ooh cause it looks like you ready to sit on it mm-hmm. when it's greasy it's when like, it's, it's like, know, oh it's gonna- nice and wet I, I don't okay want to- <laughs> I don't want to talk about I don't want to talk about dick right now alright no, okay um, just All don't right. have that in my spirit the show is called eat pray thought alright I'm, I'm, I'm just saying I don't want to talk about dick All right, right bussy now. champion okay shut up <laughs> coming for your title I'm triggered I'm triggered right now I'm in a triggered place okay I feel you I feel you um <laughs> motherfucker you fucking stand Anyways, what is your go-to? No, you don't. Uh, (laughs) What is your go-to movie snack? My go-to movie snack is probably Reese's Pieces. You get the Mm. real big box. It's either that. Sometimes it's Bunch of Crunch. Okay. I kind of switch, but if I had to pick one, come on, Bunch of Crunch. It'd be the Bunch of Crunch. You don't know what Bunch of Crunch is. Oh my God! It's oh like the God. you know like the crunch bars, yeah. you know crunch bar. Yes. So it's those, but in little like tiny bites. Oh, yeah. so it's like, oh okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay. They're okay. delicious. Yeah, okay. but it can be a lot. You know, it it's a lot be. of chocolate, and you'll have to eat the whole thing because you. Mm-hmm. Know. I only get raisinets. So raisinets. I know yeah. he's a seventy-year-old mm-hmm. black woman. Oh. I am not a seventy-year-old <laughs> black woman. That's why this is diarrhea. You know what, Devin? What you're not going to do is come on my show, though, and, and shave me. This is what you wanted. No, no, this is not what I want. Sorry. No, 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 no. Incorrect. <laughs> and first of all, Issa Ray also likes Raisinets. Who is also a 70-year-old black woman. Shut the fuck okay. up. Okay. <laughs> fuck, sh- fuck you. Uh, <laughs> all right. So we're done with eat. We're going to go into pray. Uh, my favorite. Okay. Uh, uh, that was when you got the questions. That was like your favorite part. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. Okay. All right, look at us getting into the meat and Flip potatoes. Sandwich. Yes, Come on. Mm-hmm. emphasis on meat. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, child. All right, we start praying the same way every time. What is your passion? My passion is people. My passion is community. Um, I'm passionate about liberation for queer trans people of color, specifically Black folks, Indigenous folks. Um, so you always see me out and about. Um, 
Yeah, all of my work is really focused on community organizing before anything else. I mean, yes, I act, but um, that really came through as um, it came in through as a result of my activism. So okay. it was artivism. <laughs> gotcha. Mm. Okay. All right. So you know what? Now that kind of changes the the trajectory of these questions. I mean, not necessarily. But... Yeah, not really. Okay. Um. You right, come on. Get get me together. When did you know you wanted to become an actor then? Mm. Well, I knew I wanted to act when I started watching Orange is the New Black with Laverne Cox back in 2013. Okay. Mm. I saw her on screen. She was the first black trans person that I'd ever seen on like a mainstream platform. Mm. And I said, wow, you can do this. That means I can do this. Mm. Um, it, it was so inspiring to me. Um, and she's always been a really big influence for me trying to uh, use my platform for for good because I've seen her out and about at various talks outside of the show but just talking about different intersectional issues that black trans people are going through and uh, she's a phenomenal speaker mm-hmm. um, so yeah definitely Orange is the New Black uh, 2013 was yep, yep, it was 2013 I remember mm-hmm. I, do. I, was in, I was in North Carolina I was in California actually I lived in LA for a year before I moved out here to NYC Oh, out of the ghetto do you did you like LA? It's got good weed, good weather. <laughs> but it's not New York. Yeah. Transportation is a lot harder to get around there. You know, I don't like to drive, so Really? Yeah. Same. It's really me none of us do <laughs> none of us in I'm this room. I want a chauffeur. <laughs> Can't wait till I'm rich and famous and just Ooh, yeah. Uber everywhere, Don. I'm trying to get there. Ooh, um okay so what is the hardest thing about being uh an actor and living in nyc and how does how do you how would you say it differs from being a working or living actor like maybe like compared to like la or chicago i think the hardest part about being an actor in nyc is probably just the the competition there is so many people here and they're coming every day from all over the world all over the country and all seeking the same thing so and uh unlike la or chicago i feel is there's so many original people here in new york you know people are beautiful i walk down the street and everybody looks so unique everybody's got a style of their own and um everybody's got something to to look out for and of course casting directors and they're always looking for the next big new thing and so Mm. it's really important to stand out when you go on a casting calls and things like that that's why i don't really like casting calls i like to be called (laughs) but in come on on, waste my time but um but yeah there's just i don't like to be around the common folk (laughs) (laughs) you gotta speak you know, manifest. Come but um, ah, 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 ah. um, but yeah. So it's just it's just a lot of a lot of competition. You know, especially doing the work that I'm doing. You know, there's a lot of queer trans folks here in the city. So, okay. um, but regardless, I it it gives me a inspiration at the same time. Every day, I'm I'm constantly being influenced by the people around me. So I feel like that's both a a positive as well as a negative. You know? Okay, come on. All right, so we'll get into the next question. Um, you've been public about your recent top surgery. Congratulations! Thank you. Um, how do you feel? How do you feel mentally after undergoing the surgery? Oh my gosh, it's just like a 
I guess should we exp- should we have you? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Maybe yeah, people don't even know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Some people might not know so, what surgery is. Right. So I mean, I didn't really give a, a thorough breakdown of who I am at the beginning of the podcast, actually. But I am a, a trans man. I identify as a trans masculine person. So I was assigned female at birth, but obviously I identify as male. Um, and so with that being said, I've undergone um, a couple of different things i go i've gone through hormone therapy so i take testosterone injections and things like that just to keep my testosterone levels on par mm-hmm. with a average cis male range things like that but uh, uh i just recently got a, a bilateral mastectomy so the removal of the breast tissue on my chest so, to have a more masculinized uh chest so and I, w- I was binding for about eight, almost nine years before I finally received my top surgery because I came out when I was like 17. Wow. Um, and I'm 26 now. So it's been wow. a long time. It was really stressful on my body. And mm-hmm. um, it's just such a wave of calmness and a wave of relief that I'm feeling to be able to um, just put on what I want and not mm-hmm. being able to worry about what it looks like and I'm, I'm adjust, constantly adjusting myself I'm afraid of like being out in public and getting clocked and being concerned about going to the gym and just there's so many things that I, it's just such a huge relief and I've had people come up to me at work and just say wow you you just look so at ease you look a lot more peaceful because mm-hmm. I, ju- I just feel like you could see the anxiety on my face after a long day because I'm constantly working and uh, the binding is really stressful on the body. You're not supposed to wear a binder for more than eight hours, 12 hours, absolute maximum, if you've got, like, a, a looser one. But um, the, the complication really, like, causes your uh, rib cage to be bruised and, and cracked ribs and things of that nature. So um, after a long day, you know, I was stressed. Like, I can't really focus on you. I'm focusing on trying to breathe. Um, so it's, it's just a huge relief. It's opened up so many doors for me. Now I can actually, you know, go out and have that drink with my friend after work. I, I don't have to go home and get this thing off of me. So, um, it's really beautiful. It's just to look in the mirror and finally see myself reflected, um, the way that I've always envisioned myself to be is really beautiful. Um, and I'm very grateful. So, okay. Right. I'm like, oh, that's, that's so sweet. <laughs> that's beautiful. I'm proud. I'm proud of you. Thank you. Thank proud you. Of you. So, in your Instagram, you say, "I'm a, um, I'm radical softness. I am masculinity redefined. I am the endless possibilities of man." What do you mean by that, and why is radical softness important to you? Mm. Are y'all ready for this? Yeah, come on. I'm always uh, this, ready. This is my favorite. This stay ready, sis. Good. This is my favorite question, so I'm gonna try to keep it. <laughs> try to keep it cute, but it's probably gonna be my lengthiest answer. Um, Give us so, you. Yeah. Yes. So, I mean, a lot of people when we think about masculinity, um, our first thoughts are like hard and rugged, stoic. We're we're talking about aggression and dominance, and mm-hmm. um, the actions and emotions that are assigned to masculinity are all very limiting. And it's like, you can't wear this and you can't like this and you can't play with that. Like, you're not allowed to express sadness, only rage. Mm-hmm. And it this goes so far that I've heard people using this phrase, like, masculinity as a prison. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can definitely understand where people, why that resonates with some people. But for me, being someone who... Um, has a more complex understanding of gender and the gender binary as a social construct. Um, I realize that these rules that we've assigned to masculinity and to femininity are complete bullshit. You know, they really are. And so, like, the term 
masculinity by definition refers to the attributes that are associated with men and boys. So keyword being associated, which means that it's subject to change. Mm-hmm. And it does change. You know, what is considered masculine changes based on time and place and culture, etc. And so right now our culture is really battling with this demon that is toxic masculinity and that tells boys like you can't not to be kind and not to be soft gentle loving sympathetic um or to be in touch with their own emotions and i rebuke that Mm -hmm. i rebuke that completely i refuse to allow myself to be forced into this box that each of us are assigned at birth you know obviously as a trans masculine person so that's clear and I'm brave enough to reach out to my brothers around me and tell them that you don't have to be stuck in this box either. Mm. You know, like, be soft, be beautiful, be expansive, uh, because we are beautiful, especially as black and brown men, as black and brown individuals. And that goes against everything that we've been taught growing up. And for me, that's radical and necessary work um, for the liberation of our souls as a people. And so while for many people, masculinity is a constraint, for me, my masculinity is limitless. Mm. And so for me, masculinity isn't what I do or what I look like. It's the aura that I exude. It's, it's who I am internally. And so I can be anything. And that's what I mean when I say I'm the endless possibilities of man. Mm. Come on. I'm a little wet. Okay. <laughs> I was like, Ooh. right? Like, Ooh, come on, <laughs> endless, limitless. You talk to some of the, the toxic ass niggas on. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I do believe me. Please follow me on Twitter because I will read. <laughs> <laughs> come on, co-host. You didn't do the next question. Woo. Um. So okay. So we'll. We'll kind of step a little bit back and go back to um, just like the actors and stuff. And we were talking about um, Laverne Cox and you were talking a lot about and we've seen like a lot of new trans characters uh, out there with Pose, which is phenomenal. Oh, yeah. I got a lot of friends on Pose. Golden Globe nominated. I mean, Mm -hmm. the best show this year, hands down. Absolutely. Hands down. Without a doubt. Um, So what? What other characters do you envision uh, trans actors to play? Oh man, um, I mean, I want to see, I want to see trans men as the the lead love interest. I want to see, mm-hmm. I want to see a black trans woman as a superhero. Yeah, you know, I want to see stuff about um, about trans athletes, um, trans boxers. Um, Patricio, yes. Patricio, uh, yes. literally just, just won, won his mm-hmm. his first fight um, last night. His first professional boxing. He's okay, the first professional transgender boxer yes. uh, to ever to ever be recognized. And so that's phenomenal. I would love to see a story about him. You know, but that would be a good. It would be it would be amazing. Uh, but also, you know, I want to see trans people just playing everyday characters because that's what we are in everyday lives. You know, we're. We're doctors and lawyers and CEOs, but we're also your baristas and your cashiers mm-hmm. and your servers. And, you know, I just I just want people to see us existing in the way that we are in space. You know, people are very fascinated by seeing all of these transgender people 
um, playing different characters nowadays is we're getting more publicity but you know we as if you know this is something new mm-hmm. when in reality we've always been here yeah. you know you we're just now sort of grappling with this hyper visibility um well more so you know there, there's visibility in the community. There's still a bit of lack of representation for the trans masculine community, I believe. But still, um, trans people in general are becoming more prevalent and more discussed. Um, and, and that's a great thing. But um, I would like to see more normalization of trans people in media rather than sensationalism mm-hmm. of trans people in the media. Um, mm. so yeah, what do you mean by sensationalism? Um, by sensational, I mean when people see us on... on on TV, it's always like a wow factor. Mm. You know, people, it's like we're something to be, you know, looked at and, and speculated with. And like there's there's always just so much um, unknownness and surprise. And like a lot of that comes with stigma and a lot of that, that comes with, um, you know, people um, getting sort of invasive in, in the questioning and things like mm. that. And it's like you're not humanizing us when you're putting us on screen and so that was the rare thing about pose that pose was such a beautiful representation of the trans community where it wasn't focused on us being trans but just the fact that we were happened to be trans and you're seeing all these beautiful stories of the ways Mm -hmm. that we're existing throughout our lives um for various things whether it's the house mother also representing you know like the uh, sex workers and also also just so many things being sisters and brothers and it's beautiful um seeing that we have so many aspirations Mm -hmm. um and dreams you know outside of just the sensationalism there's so much more to trans people than just our bodies yes and i think that that's always been the focus when talking talking about trans people for so long has been our bodies and this transformation that people just can't believe and just like get to know us get to know us i want us to really be on screen and really give us a chance to be just regular actors like any other demographic just absolutely absolutely um sorry adjusting myself how has mental health been used against black trans folks? Um, what are some ways for the black trans community to find healing outside of the current mental health framework? This is an Amber question. Because yeah. so, yeah. you see how hard it was for... I, 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 I'm sorry. Yeah. Well, okay. The reason why I brought that question up was because I saw a flyer that said that um, mental health was being used against tra- uh, black trans folks. And mm-hmm. so uh, I was like, damn, really? How does that happen? It like because I mean, as uh, a cisgender woman, uh, also black, and I'm just like, it's mental health is hard, and even going to find resources, finding like I'm literally like, oh, can I get a black woman therapist? Can I get a therapist who understands, you know, abuse or like I don't want to feel like I'm like explaining myself the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I was just like really interested to understand how mental health is being used against black trans folks and then how can they find like community and and because everybody needs help with like mental health especially now especially what's going on so like that's what that's why i asked that question (laughs) absolutely absolutely yeah no it's it's a beautiful question it's a great question um so mental health quote unquote um has definitely been being used against black trans folk um as a means of gatekeeping i think Um, gatekeeping for black trans people with mental health professionals who are often you know they're what's the word i'm looking for 
um, they're refusing proper care to trans folks under mm-hmm. the the guise that we're not actually dealing with a very real and treatable thing, which is gender dysphoria. Uh, rather, they're looking at us as uh, we're suffering from a mental illness. Mm. Um, and being transgender is not a mental illness. Yeah. Um, just like being a homosexual is not a mental illness, mm-hmm. you know. And so just a couple years ago, they, they took that out the DSM, you know. So um, that this is what we're looking at. It's like a lot of times trans people are not getting the care that we need and deserve. And we're, we're trying to access proper medical care and we're being misgendered and we're being mistreated and um, we're being gaslighted as if we don't know what we're talking about um, when nobody knows what I'm going through better than me mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day. Um, and so that's important. And I think that it's important that we kind of look at mental health in a holistic way and not focus specifically on psychiatry and therapy. And, you know, therapy is important for everyone. You know, I do recommend it for everyone. I went to therapy for for quite a long time and it was very helpful. But at the same time, I think that we need to open up our view of what therapy looks like. Um, One of the support groups that I facilitate is actually not a trans masculine support group. I also run a a group called Healing Through Arts, um, which is a general LGBTQ support group. And of course, I center PLC folk in that narrative. And I'm currently in the process of revamping it um, to focus more on political education as it refers to art and teaching people how art refers to um, has been encompassed in revolutionary movements Mm -hmm. um, throughout the centuries and so focus stuff on like literature from james baldwin and um different like artwork from the black panther party and different communist movements things of that nature um but also at the, while doing that giving people a space to actually do things with their hands you know i do we do sculpture work we do painting we do and doing these things together doing writing activities and uh, finding different ways of expressing ourselves and people really take for granted Um, the healing power of actually creating something with your hands and doing it together. And while I'm creating these safe spaces uh, uh, of bringing the the communities together and interacting with each other and laughing and eating together, every time I facilitate a support group, whether it's my trans masculine support groups or whether it's healing through arts, I always make sure that people have a hot meal. That's very important because it's like, okay, we're trying to a lot of my, my groups focus on redefining and centering healthy masculinities. But how can I, I talk to these guys and talk about being better when you you hungry? You're not going to focus on anything that I have to say. How can I, I teach you how to be a better person and be a better man when you worried about where you're going to get your next meal? So make sure you have something. And you, okay, you feel better. Now let's talk about how we can be better as people. Um, so that stuff is really important. Um, and as far as black trans people fi- figuring out ways of tackling their mental health together, um, community is so important. I can't stress this enough. I need black trans people need to hug each other more and spend more time to each, with each other, cry together, read together, um, build community gardens together. Mm-hmm. Um, just really, really um, connecting with each other and finding ways that we can spread that love that w- this cis hetero white supremacist society refuses to give us Mm. um but that we so much deserve and so much so seriously need um 
we we can liberate ourselves together you know outside of this this very narrow framework uh, of mental health because outside of the transness i mean black tra- black people period already have a very serious um history with um with the health industry and with the medical industry yeah. mm-hmm. in the society, we take it back to like the Tuskegee experiment Ooh. and them like, you know, forcing, you know, injecting black people with syphilis and mm. like all of these different things that are going on. So, you know, we're very, we have, we're very fearful of even dealing with medical providers as black people, period. And then you put a tie in the intersections of transness and how that is constantly invalidated because of this colonialist um you know country that we live in you know where they've um kind of forced this gender binary onto us yeah. you know we're not like invalidating two-spirited people and invalidating non-binary people and um the expansive identities that encompass gender that different cultures have um you know acknowledged and also respected throughout uh, societies throughout the world for centuries, um, you know, all of that has been erased and attempted to be erased and stifled here in America. And so it's very, very important that we come together um, and figure out ways that we can connect with the earth and connect with our ancestors and, and find different ways of bringing about healing together. Because, you know, there's all kinds of folks, you know, you, you, you look around and we got healers all over the place, mm. you know, so... I think that my pussy has healing powers. Oh, come yeah. on, come on. Mine healing too. pussy. Oh. <laughs> come on. <laughs> yes. So, last question. This is like the, I feel like we haven't gotten through all the prey questions in a long time. Look at you, Devin. Yes. Because um, <laughs> usually we only get to like four or five. We um, you said supporting trans people also requires taking a stance supporting sex workers. Why is that important? I did say that. <laughs> you was like, I feel like you forget. Did you forget that you said that? No, absolutely okay. not. This okay. is. This, I'm glad that you brought this up. This is really important. So, we can't talk about liberation and, and support for trans people without acknowledging the intersections of sex workers in our community. Um, and a lot of people like to shy away from that, especially, you know, as we're gaining more visibility, a lot of people want to um, shy away from the concept of trans people as sex workers because obviously we're so much more than that. Mm-hmm. Like I was saying, we're doctors and CEOs and actors and all of these things. Um, but with that being said, there's so much stigma around sex work um, that I think that we need to unpack. And, you know, sex work is work. You know, first of all, sex work is something to be respected, um, even when it's something that is chosen, you know, because a lot of times we're talking about sex work and we're talking about exploitation and um, and misogyny that goes into that. And like, yes, there's a lot of that going on, but also we have to acknowledge agency. You know, we have to talk about that, you know, people deserve agency over their own bodies. And so anyone who, who is doing sex work should be respected and what. Um, if that is their choice. Mm-hmm. Now, with that being said, not everybody goes into sex work by choice. Sometimes it's out of survival, you know, and a lot of times for people in the trans community, um, we're, we're often discriminated against to the point where we don't have access to affirming jobs to where we have 
no choice but to turn to sex works as a means of survival. You know, otherwise, how are we going to pay our rent? How are we going to find some place warm to stay at night? So, um, this, is, this is really important. So, all these laws that are um, criminalizing sex work in terms definitely harms the trans community because there's such a large portion of the trans community, and especially trans women, who are forced into sex work. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, how are you going to talk about helping these women especially or helping trans because trans men do sex work as well um how are you going to help these people if you're shaming them for what they're doing as a means of survival when you have removed all other means of survival for them we live in a capitalistic society you got to make money to live all right so if you're not providing me with any means of making money i'm going to do whatever it is and use whatever it is that i got to make sure that I live to see another day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so you, the, these women who have been disenfranchised and these men who have been disenfranchised, we, we end up in, in prisons. And a lot of times, you know, um, trans women are being housed in male facilities. They're being, you know, they're being raped. They're being there. They're, um, getting all this institutional violence incited mm-hmm. against them, you know, and all this, like, stigma. They're having to deal with these court cases and being misgendered. Like, there's so many layers yeah. um, that goes into it. And so, um, and you're, you're going through the, this punitive system, of course, as black people, so especially dealing with black trans people and all the violence that we're facing. Um, first of all, I'm an abolitionist, so I don't even believe in prisons. <laughs> um, so that, but that's a whole nother talk, so... When I'm talking about decriminalizing sex work, it's a it's a necessary step for the liberation of trans people. Mm-hmm. It absolutely is. Um, damn, I don't even know. I feel like I, I'm about to give a TED talk. <laughs> go on, friend. <laughs> I can go for. I, I need. I need to get my notes. <laughs> I actually have one more question for yeah, Prey. No, uh, and we didn't ask you this before, but how are you doing? You know, like how how are you? like mentally like what helps you throughout the day and because it i mean it's already hard okay (laughs) like new york is fucking hard but just like i mean it sounds like you support so many people and you're there for so many people how do you maintain you it's a work in progress every day i'm trying to you know um balance the the space between helping others and helping myself Mm. and a lot of times it comes down to helping others is helping myself um Mm. i like i said i'm building these spaces these safe spaces for trans queer people of color and so that's building a safe space for me like Mm -hmm. i'm doing this for other people but i'm also doing it for myself because no one else is doing it for me Mm -hmm. you know growing up as as a queer trans man in the south in texas there were no spaces like that for me and you know they we didn't have the lgbt community center and the bronx pride center and destination tomorrow and gmhc and all these spaces where there are actual resources provided for me or where i I can actually find a space to advocate for myself where Mm -hmm. i can actually gain some sort of access um to a space to help create um i didn't have any of that so with that being said you know new york has been a blessing moving here um and being able to carve out that space for myself yeah um but i i'm doing great you know i think that uh, my girlfriend is a, is a great support system for me. Oh, so you know, you so now, yeah, I mean, we're, <laughs> we're working our way down. Um, right. Yeah, I mean, yeah, we are in a polyamorous relationship, but um, but she's definitely my rock. 
You know, Come so on, she, my she rock. yeah, she was my rock, 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 <laughs> right, right. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah, she holds it down for me. You know, my friends, my roommates. Um, I live with two other black trans men, so my house is, you know, a TS household for sure. Um, and that's very affirming. You know, we keep black trans excellence, black trans everything is written all over the walls and stuff like that. So, you know, I keep myself grounded um, and, and constantly like surrounded by affirmations. I provide myself with daily affirmations, uh, mm-hmm. trying to like sit at my altar for a bit and just ground myself and, and ask, ask my ancestors for advice and, and, you know, ways to move forward about my day. And also just keeping myself surrounded by other uh, black queer people and especially black trans people uh, really just soothes my soul on a day-to-day like having to go out and step into the world and and deal with white cis het folks <laughs> is really draining on the soul and so mm-hmm. I try to keep it at a minimum um, and it really has done wonders for me <laughs> I'm sorry my face was just like mm. <laughs> just Damn, dealing I'm with sure. I know. Deal, I know you can relate. <laughs> just having to deal with people in general sometimes for me is very difficult, which is why, which is why I've been in isolation. <laughs> okay, so we're going to get into that. Ow. You, re- you ready? Yes. Even though you, re- you wanted to bring up your rock all late and stuff. I know. I was- <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the boo. <laughs> boo, Morticia. Oh, oh, come okay. on. Oh, okay. so so anyways, the first that question is, are you seeing one currently? So yes. already answer that. Yeah, I'm seeing someone. Her okay. name is Morticia. It's a black trans woman. I love her to death. Yes. Shout How long have Morticia. you been together? We are our one year anniversary is coming up on the twenty second of this month. Oh um, so that's very exciting. Okay. That's cute. Yes. I'm gonna rub you for good luck because Yeah, go for it. Okay. All right. All right. But not in a negative way, a positive way. (laughs) (laughs) Right. 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 I had to change that. Like my my, I I can't keep a man. I just I'm not meeting a man that that wants to be kept yet. Mm. There it is. Come on. Come on. Change that statement. There it is. Affirmative statement. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Do you get an anniversary gift and a Christmas gift, or do you even celebrate Christmas? Yeah, she gets an anniversary gift and a Christmas gift. The anniversary gift is significantly more important than the Christmas gift, though. Mm. Okay. Because you know, it's or... like three days before. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you know, Christmas and that whole, you know, I hate colonizers. <laughs> I figured that. So all of those holidays are really like, mm, you know. I can't. I, you know, I got to subscribe to the secret Santas and stuff with all my family and my coworkers and stuff. So, mm-hmm. You know, you know, I I'll participate. I like a Christmas gift. I'll take your Christmas gifts. Come on. But you know, come it's, on, come on. I'll take a gift. Yeah. I ain't gotta but, I ain't gotta uh, celebrate to get the gift. But as far as the significance, the anniversary definitely holds more value. Okay. okay. And it's so like did y'all meet on December twenty first? How do you do no. it? I'm always come, come I always want to know how people do their anniversary. No, so for me the anniversary is actually the day that I asked her to be my partner. Because okay. we had been seeing each other before that um we started seeing each actually, fun fact, we met through India Moore. Okay. From Pose. Oh, India Moore is a good her. friend of mine. Oh. I love her to death. She's amazing. If you're listening, shout to this. out to India. Oh, we I love met her you. in the room one hundred gala. Yeah, she's fantastic. She's, she's a beautiful soul. So I was actually going to an art gallery with India, and um, she brought along Morticia. 
you know. And when I first met Morticia, I thought she was a cis woman, actually. I wasn't paying her as much mind. But (laughs) not that I don't love cis women as well. But, you know, just like that wasn't my focus. Like she brought her cis friend. I brought my cis friend. I thought that's what was happening. (laughs) So, but, but, uh, no, but uh, but she was real, real cool. Cis motherfuckers can be together. (laughs) I'm not involving myself in this. Nah, I'm just playing. Uh, but yeah, we met through that, and then after that, we linked up. She hit me up afterwards and asked me to like have a drink with her, and I was like, sure. And I met her in person, and we really, really hit it off. And from there, we just kept going. I saw her a couple more times. I saw her at like this uh, cruise that I went on, this little like Trans Day at Sea cruise, and okay. yeah, it was really cute. And I was like, damn, you looking good. I was like, where you been? It's been a little minute. Um, and after that, I just started like linking up with her more, calling her more. I was calling her when I was out in London uh, when I was um, facilitating some workshops out there. Come on, international thought. Yeah, (laughs) I wish. I didn't get no international dick. I I wasn't there long enough. There's a a lot of white people in London. (laughs) But... I really hate you. You love me. I really hate. Know that when I say I hate you, that means I really love you. I'm working on. I'm I'm trying to be better. (laughs) Where was I? (laughs) But yeah, so we met. You weren't getting right, right, right. right. So yeah, by the time it hit, once it hit like October, I was like, oh man, like I'm really into this girl. So November went around. We was each other all the time. So once it was right before Christmas, I like was going out to see my family. Um, to visit them in Houston, Texas. So, like, right before I left, I was just like, will you be my partner? Like, I didn't know. She was like, I thought we was already doing that. <laughs> I was like, oh. Morticia is me. Because <laughs> <laughs> that was telling me, like, I, nigga, you was, like, nigga, you was my boyfriend. <laughs> like, you was my partner, like, right, five weeks ago. I don't know why you asked him. That's what sure. it was giving. But, you know, I needed to solidify so that, you know, I could have a nice anniversary date. Give her a nice anniversary That's present. That's really cute. Okay. So here we are. All right. Um. So, I'm sorry. I have to ask because I'm really. I'm. I want to say. I want to say ignorant, but I'm not. How define polyamory for me? Just sure. Just so I'm clear. So, poly, mm-hmm. meaning, you know, multiple. Yes. So, amory, you know, amor, meaning mm-hmm. love. So, polyamory, mm-hmm. meaning the ability to love multiple people. Um. For me, my. My love is not an hourglass, you know. My ability to love one person does not take away from the desire or love that I have for another. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I have the ability to love in multitudes. Oh. Um, yeah. I oh. love that. I've... I love it. <laughs> but I do think uh, a guy told me that, like, his love was like a, a hourglass before but I was younger and I was like okay. you thought that was cute no I thought it was game you know it was it was ah 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 it was you were correct <laughs> I was like an hourglass okay. niggas ain't shit <laughs> ooh, ooh, ooh. but you we ain't gonna do that today <laughs> you the shit though Devin thank you yeah. I try my best sexiest underwear you own Sexiest underwear I own is probably like these fishnet undies that I have. Okay. Yeah. Come on, what color? They're black with a little pink up top. Oh, in the front. Okay. Um, right. Yes, definitely see through. Okay. Ew. Ew. I rocked them out to a club once with Raquel Savage. <laughs> really? I don't know if you know who that is. But I do. I know. I'm, yeah. I'm obsessed with her. If she, Shout out to Raquel. If she's also listening, I'm going to reach out to you soon. <laughs> 
I've heard the name. I can't know why. I don't know why I've heard the name. Because but. I've been like, uh, she's the sex have... therapist. Oh. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Oh, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It all makes sense. <laughs> it makes sense. It's all coming back to me now. Uh-huh. Come back and see me, Raquel. Ooh. <laughs> That's the homegirl. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> but usually the no, way you no. said it, the right? way you said okay. it was Ooh. like, oh, all right. That's just we're, my voice. We're also messy. <laughs> no. Too messy. <laughs> Too messy thoughts. <laughs> We was all ready for the mess. Like, what y'all got going on? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> you ain't about to get me. Uh, come on, come on. Well, um, Amber, I don't know what that meant. I'm sorry. Oh, I was just, I was, I'm weird. I have OCD, and I like to format things. And it was just, okay, that's all. Okay, I'm sorry. To the listeners, we have oh. a Google Doc. Yeah, yeah, sorry, I, sorry. So, yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to make sure that the formatting was correct. That mm. is all. All right. Amen. A word. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you have a lot of hair. Do you like your hair to be pulled? Is that I something? I do. You, okay. I do. It doesn't get pulled enough. Mm. Right now, though, it's a little thin. Like, I'm working on, like, some black castor oil treatments and stuff. Okay. To, like, bring it back. So, yeah, I might have to wait a okay. little while. Okay. Before. Maybe like okay. a before month we, or so, but I do like it pulled. Okay, do you like a soft pull, a hard pull? It depends on the mood. It depends. Okay. Actually, it depends on who it is. Okay, you know, some people can pull it nice and hard, and other people, I'll be like, "What the hell are you doing?" Okay. Touch my. Hand. Do you like to be? <laughs> look, look now. I'm a, do you like? Do you, is there any like? Um, do you just like it to be pulled? Or do you like a little t- like some sex talk with it? Or do- I've never had my hair pulled because I ain't got no hair. <laughs> oh, I have. I mean, yeah, you could do a, you could do a little talk a little Yo. dirty with it. You okay. know, I I, pre- I prefer my hair pulled. You know, like when I'm like bent over. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like a pull back, so it give you a nice arch. Yeah, you like that? You know, mm-hmm. all that. Yeah. Oh, I t- I'll take some of that. Mm-hmm. That's a good I'll one. Take it. You know uh, what? Just wear like a wear like a scarf. Ah, 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 ah. Pull my pull, pull my, my rag. Pull my do rag, baby. Pull my do rag. They have done that before. It was pink. Ooh, <laughs> you like pink? You do. I, I've been getting pink, into it. Pink is the. I've, I've considered. I've recognized pink as a much more masculine color now. Pink is my favorite color. Is it? It looks yeah. really Beautiful. good on you. Yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Pink is like my favorite color. Pink and blue, but mainly pink at this point. Um, what I what's what's an idea surrounding masculinity that you had to release in order to create better relationships? Mm. I actually came up with this one. Yeah, this that's what's yeah, yeah, this one. Yeah, <laughs> I want to hear your answer. <laughs> Ooh, ah, ah. Ooh, child, the ghetto. <laughs> Devin, you look. Um, I think I'm still letting. I think I'm still releasing certain ideas. I think for a long time I had very much in my early years of. Um, I guess you can say my early years of homosexuality, even though I've always been homosexual. Um, I was born this way, Gaga. But I had very. Um, I was attracted to very toxic ideas of masculinity, and I think over the last couple of years or so I've started to release a lot of those ideas. Um, thankfully. Um, so I've been meeting people who really, um, are kind and treat me well. And, um, I don't even necessarily know. Yeah. So I'm still releasing some of the, like I said, most of the toxic ideas, but I've definitely let some of them go and they've been, they've been helpful. <laughs> Very helpful. 
and finding people who treat me well. Mm. Good. I'm proud of you. Thank you. I'm trying. I'm a work in progress. Aren't we all? Yeah. Fair. Um, but for me, I think that one of the things I had to break down or shy away from as far as masculinity is concerned to better my relationships um, is really you know, embracing that radical softness that I was talking about mm-hmm. that we're so often, you know, shying away from. Um, I had to tell myself, like, it's okay to cry in front of my partner. It's okay to express my feelings and frustrations and actually naming what my issues were because I felt like for a long time I was having issues with my partners and I, you know, I had a lot of those toxic masculine traits that I was trying to portray. I felt like for a long time I was overcompensating um, for what other people saw me as a trans man, as a trans man, really trying to overcompensate for the lack that people saw in me, trying to prove my masculinity and prove my manhood by being extra tough and, and extra masculine and really, like, being very thuggish and, like, just, I don't know, I was doing a lot, and it, and it wasn't cute, and so whenever I was angry, or rather when whenever I was sad or whenever I was frustrated or something was bothering me, it came out as anger. It came mm-hmm. out as rage. I was the type to, like, go around, like, busting dents into blockers and stuff like that so you know I really had to check myself from all that what what is it that I'm really feeling uh and what is it that I want to say that I felt like I haven't been allowed to say so uh, now whenever I'm having issues with my partner like when I'm feeling um emotions of jealousy for example because you know as a especially being in a polyamorous relationship like that's something that you have to process and work through and so I've taken the time to step instead of automatically going to my partner and like coming at them like hey blah 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 blah, like this this fucked up like you got me fucked up like now I sit down and I write Mm -hmm. and I write like what it is that I'm feeling what are really the feelings that I'm having and what is it that I want to say what are the what insecurities are being poked at, you know, that I need to, that I need to really navigate around and figure out what's going on with me. Because a lot of times jealousy is just stemming from insecurity. It's not even about what the, my partner is doing or Mm -hmm. what the other person is doing. It's like, where do I feel less than, or what, what are the needs that are not being met that I need to express? Um, so that we can we can be back to a good place because a lot of times it's like my partner didn't do anything wrong you know usually it's just I feel like I might maybe I need a little more attention you know maybe I maybe I I need to feel more heard and Mm -hmm. needing to express those things rather than saying like you don't care blah 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 because that's almost never the case you know our partners care Um, but also our partners aren't mind readers Um, And so and as men, we have been taught to stifle our emotions and we've been taught to not be expressive where we have a very like small range of emotions and feelings that we're allowed to have. And so really um, breaking that box open and and being more expressive Mm -hmm. um, has really just been such um, a beautiful thing. Um, And it's just allowed me to have such beautiful and such... um, healthy relationships more so than I ever have before mm-hmm. um, so I'm blessed and it's always a work in progress but things are better every day okay amen yes 
Amber caught me. Well, I called you out because <laughs> you were rolling your eyes. No, I, I was about to say some negativity, and you stopped me. Exactly. I'm, 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 I'm told you it's just a, it's day one <laughs> of me trying to be positive. Mm. <laughs> let's get positive to the, pussy. Yeah, let's get, ah, to, ah. <laughs> let's get to some thoughtier, some thoughtier. Questions. I feel like pulling your hair. Favorite sex toy. Or current favorite sex toy, I guess it could change. My favorite sex toy, it probably would be like the double-sided strap that I have on. Mm. It's where like Ooh. it goes on internally and then it also has like this little section on the bottom where you can stick a vibrator in there. So it's like, it's real nice. It's, it's a little thick for some people though, so I can't use it with everyone. Uh, well, you know. Yeah, I got a tight ass pussy. Sorry. Amber likes it thick. I like it. I like veins and stuff. I like a challenge, you know. Amber likes a challenge. I like it thick too. Mm-hmm. I just don't like it long um, or super long. Let me refer. Uh, let me be very clear. Let me be very intentional with my words. <laughs> I I don't like it. I don't like it short. Mm. Just don't like it super long. I'm more of a like a seven and a half. I'm like yes, a seven eight girl. Yeah, that's seven, where it's eight. at. I'm mm. like an eight eight and a half mm. nine. We know. <laughs> um, size queen ass. Um, <laughs> Not a size queen. Uh, uh, since you're an actor, do you like to role play in bed? Ah, ah, ah. <laughs> I'm open to role play. Okay. Have Definitely. You ever done I have I have done some role play, but you know, I'm really interested right now in like being leashed. Ooh. That's something that I'm very interested in. Me I'm kind too. Of, yeah, really. Yeah. yeah, I actually want to buy a dog mask. Is what oh. I'm really. Ooh. Yeah, like I would love like for a nice femme queen and like high heels to walk me around in a leash, and I got like nothing but like a little leather, Ooh. some little leather get up up top. Like I think it'd be very sexy. I I'll do tricks wanna... for you. <laughs> Come on, Devin. Come on, Devin. <laughs> I'm so fucking done. I'll do tricks for you. But the way he said it was like a happy ass puppy. Like, I'll do tricks for you. Whatever you want. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Sometimes I howl. Come, shut up. Anyway. <laughs> um, last question. Have you ever had a threesome? And if so, what was that experience like? I have had a couple threesomes. Okay. They haven't been my fantasies as I would like. Like, my first threesome, like, shouldn't even count. I was way too drunk. And then my, mm. my, se- my second one, it was like, uh, my girlfriend at the time, like, she got jealous. Uh, mm. Like, she wasn't a fan of seeing me fucking the guy. And so, mm. that didn't work out as well. And then my most recent threesome, it was like... I wasn't getting any attention. Like, it was me and another guy and then my lady, and she was the center of attention there, which is cute, you know, I don't mind. But ideally, like, I don't want to have a threesome if I'm not getting pounded or at least getting my dick sucked, like, at the very minimum. Mm-hmm. So, you, you know, get your dick sucked? Of course. Oh, okay. You're well, supposed <laughs> to get enough. Yeah, like, so, um, yeah, I, I'm still, I'm still looking for my ideal threesome. Okay. I like to be the middleman. That's that's what I'm looking for. So. What do you mean the middleman? I want to be in the middle. <laughs> like I would like, you know, it's like a, you know. <laughs> I feel like the middleman in a threesome is the person who gets the most 
the most love. engagement. Yeah, yeah. You know, I, I want um, I want all the holes filled. <laughs> like, like at the same time. Like, a word. No. A <laughs> blessing. I feel yeah. like okay. Maybe not all of them. Two out of the three. I would like you know, okay. Which, wait, now I gotta ask, which hole you against? Because <laughs> you even had a random uh, question on there. It was like a, when was the last time the poo bitch or something like uh, that? Uh, <laughs> oh, so but, do you? Uh, yeah. So to answer that question, I've actually never been a poo bitch, but that's because I have options. Okay. So, <laughs> unlike many men. Uh, oh, so, okay. the, so you know what poop so, bitch, okay, no, ooh, so poop bitch doesn't mean that. Yeah, yeah, oh, so okay. what does that mean for okay. y'all? So okay. poop bitch, <laughs> so poop, poop bitch yeah, it. sorry, we be putting the questions on there. Sometimes we don't be explaining. So poop bitch, ah, ah. Um, a poop bitch is. So you thought poop you bitch can was see painting? What, yeah, that's what it looked like. Oh no 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 no! That's not what poop bitch is. It's actually kind of mean. Yeah, it's more. It's more like a time you've been clingy, desperate. Um. Oh, yeah. Ah, ah, ah. He, <laughs> Devin was like, I've been that a couple of times. <laughs> no, not even. Oh, okay. Ooh, come on, I'm get not the a girl. very desperate person. Mm. Come on, healthy. Amen. Come on, yeah. Like that's not fun. I'm... It's not. Sadly, I've been there though. Um. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, I feel like there is a level of vulnerability in being a poo bitch because you are like you are doing so much that you, you lose your pride sometimes huh. and i sometimes think that's a beautiful way to look at it and i and, on, I, sometimes, positive, and I sometimes think that that is actually cool as someone who doesn't let herself go like that like I, sometimes i wish i could do just some fucked up shit and you know okay sometimes bird confessions um these are rapid fire questions um, or semi rapid fire, really. Okay, what kind of bird are you? Pigeon, dove, flamingo, or peacock? Dove. Oh, really? Okay, that's fair. Um, favorite ratchet song? It's hard. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> I don't know. I like it like that right now. I like some kind of car. I like Cardi B right now a lot. Okay. So probably her whole album is just a a ratchet fair a ratchet playlist. Fair. That's my favorite ratchet playlist right now. Who do you want to write a song about you? Kanye, Drake, or Future? Drake. Okay. Right, did you see the vacation photos? Have I you did. seen them? No. I haven't seen them either. <sighs> What's going on? Like, Drake is such a bird. Well, and good. I just love it. I just love that he's a little just a little light skinned bird. Um <laughs> my favorite type of birds. <laughs> Not really. What? Not really. Yeah, he's, uh, he's definitely say, the He's the personification. I, 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 damn, I was joking. You was about to say I, fuck. I'm sorry, Devin. I was about to say fuck light skinned people, but. <laughs> no, it's okay. We ain't shit. <laughs> Drake is the like personification of my ain't shitness. Like, yeah, he really that's is. Fair. Fair. That's he why is, I picked but, him. Um, <laughs> who could get the ass first, street pharmacist or game banger? Street pharmacist. Okay. Um, dream Ghetto Love, Lauren London, Nipsey Hussle. Amber and Wiz, Cardi and Offset, R.I.P. <laughs> what, what was the first one? Um, Nissy Hustle and Lauren London. Yeah, we probably have to go with this. Okay, okay. Come on, you like a little gang banger? Come on. I didn't say I never said I didn't like them. You just said <laughs> who get it first. You're right, you're right. <laughs> Nuck if you buck or back that ass up. Nuck if you buck. I knew it. 
That's that Houston. Mm-hmm. You already know. <laughs> <laughs> now later's or Jolly Ranchers? Nah, later. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, you said it right. Nah, nah, later. Um, who would you rather get impregnated by, Future or Drake? Drake. She really? got more money. Fair. He does. Fair. Lots Fair. more. Well, lots and then more. you wouldn't be like the seventh. <laughs> right. And also, I'm Fair. sorry, Future ain't that cute. Can we? Okay, we're not going to do that, Devin. This, we're, Devin we're not gonna, that's what we're not going to do. Future is a His lot of things. His ain't shitness has really just, you know, every it, time I look at him, he gets more and more unattractive okay i can feel that, that. is fair mm-hmm. but if you remove all that ain't shitness from Ooh. it if you just took if you just just because he like has style don't mean he, no them no, teeth no i've seen i've seen future in person and every time mm. i'm always a little like future been, uh-huh he got a cute smile. He got mm. he got great teeth. That's really what it is. Future Good been te- fine since at the same damn time. Right, pretty to much. Me. For yeah, me too. Okay. Um, okay, who would you um love in hip hop, basketball wives, or Real Housewives of Atlanta? Love and hip hop. Okay, bundles or wig? Bundles. Come on, you better get your soul in. Cardi B or Nicki Minaj? Cardi B, hands down. Tyra or Naomi? <laughs> Naomi. Okay. Ass implants or lipo? Which one you getting done? Ass implants. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Me too. Me too. I ain't got no ass. Oh. DR, or where you getting your ass implants? DR or Columbia? Uh, DR. Okay. Um, baby fat, apple bottoms, or J-Lo? <sighs> J-Lo. Okay. Really? I don't think we've ever had somebody choose. I don't remember, but I like J-Lo, so I, I feel that. That's fair. Um, I've seen too much baby fat down <laughs> south. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like in Houston, you saw too much House of Darion as well. All of that. <laughs> um, oh, mm, mm, Uber or Lyft after a hookup? Uber. Okay. IG model or video vixen? IG model. Okay, so you are IG model. Which one are you endorsing on your IG? Flat tummy tee, waist trainer, weave, or Fashion Nova? Fashion Nova. Okay. Um, your baby daddy cheats on you. Who do you want to cover it? Shade Room, Ball Alert, Family List, or Hollywood Unlocked? Ooh. <laughs> I don't like none of them things, but I guess I'll go with Shade Room. Okay. Um, <laughs> you are going on a celebrity dinner date. Where are you going? Philippe Child, Nobu, or Catch? Nobu? Nobu? Yeah. Okay. I think I'll do that. Yeah, Nobu is my favorite of the three. Although I do like Philippe's. I love their chicken satay. So, mm. Plan B or prayer? Plan B, for sure. <laughs> prayer will leave you with a couple more hands to pray with. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so our next session is Daddy of the Week. So, this is the one person who we're crushing on mm. for the week um, or the most right now. Um, last week for me was Chance Perdamo. I don't know who I'm on. I'm gonna let somebody else go first. Amber go first because I don't know who my Zaddy of the Week. I didn't even have time. To think I didn't even think about this. I totally forgot about a Zaddy of the Week. I feel like Zaddy of the Weeks are so hard for me. I know mine. Okay, who's okay, Zaddy of the Week? Yeah, come on. Yeah. He followed me on Instagram recently. I'm Ooh. gagging. Yeah, it's a he's a porn star, Giovanni. You might know him. Giovanni. No, I don't know Giovanni. You just go he by Giovanni? Yeah, G-O, Giovanni Viv. Okay, hold on one second. Let's look at Giovanni Viv. Let's look at Giovanni. So when your favorite porn star... So when your favorite porn star follows you, like, what does that do for your self-esteem? 
Oh my god. I do was you so, want? Did you want to post was, more thotty photos? I like, was elated. <laughs> But then I was like disappointed because I didn't, you know, I ain't got the coins like that to be logging into his live videos. <laughs> you know what? I'm since since you brought that up, I'm gonna go with my um one of my favorites. My day of the week is gonna be Nate Turner. Mm. Uh, Nate turn her. Um, oh, okay. The, the porn. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm. He he was short. He's short and stocky like I like them, and he got a bald head. And he's from Harlem, I think. Oh, yeah. Found out later. I'm still lost, y'all. Who am I crushing on this week? Yeah. Do I have a porn? I don't never know uh, male porn stars' names. Because they don't really do that with straight porn like that. Like, they don't really, like, focus on... Yeah, they don't focus on The dude. But that's Um, why I only have a few... I don't have any male porn stars I can think of. Uh, um, men suck. Um, who am I crushing? At first, I thought you was gonna on? say big men I've said him already. Yeah, I've yeah. I've said like all the least problematic dudes on here, basically. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Bow. You got it. Got it. Who? Because we did talk about him last episode. Okay. We'll say Teak Milan. Mm. My homie. Mm. Fine as fuck. He's great. So Zaddy of the week. <sighs> Teak Milan. Teak. Mm. Teak. Fine as fuck. Yeah. That's who I. It took me thirty years, mm. but Teak, mm. I am proud mm. to say that you are my Zaddy of the week. Mm. Shout out to you. Just thinking about Teak makes my makes my. Also, my middle name is Milan, so get off. Stay away from. <laughs> stay away from my boo. Anyways, can't have shit to myself. Anyways, you already. Anyways, bad bitch Hall of Fame. This is one. You know, this is one woman we feel like um, basically deserves her flowers. So, who do you feel like deserves their flowers? T. S. Paris. <laughs> I don't know who that I is. I don't know who T.S. Paris is. She's a, she's a model on a, she's a transgender model on Instagram. Her name is T.S. Paris. Okay. And she followed me too, so. <laughs> I, I, I'm in love. I'm still with, trying to get a date. <laughs> Devin, you know what? You won't be using our show to be pushing your agenda for fucking. That's what you, you're going to do a lot of things on this, this podcast. I'm trying to eat, pray, and thought with T.S. Paris. Okay. <laughs> I'm not going to leave the show without somebody fucking me. <laughs> Someone is going to fuck me. Oh, my God. Um, who is my bad bitch Hall of Fame for the week? Damn, we weren't prepared. We were not prepared we were not this, prepared week. Prepared this week. I, for, I totally forgot about that. Yeah, bitch. right? It's been a long week, y'all. I told y'all. Um Mine would be my mommy. Aww. You know what? Because me and my mom have had a very <laughs> we've been we we've gone through a lot, especially over the last year or so. But um, these last couple of weeks, she's been very supportive and very loving. When I've been trying to like have more conversations and just talk to her about the shit that goes in my life, so it's been good. Shout out to my mom. Shout out to Jackie, whose birthday is coming up very soon. She's one of them damn Sagittarius. <laughs> All right, Amber. Um, the first person I thought of, even though 
we talk about her a lot and I've talked about her a lot this podcast. Um, but I'm going to say Cardi B. Come on, um, Cardi. Because I, I mean, she might get with Offset, you know, three weeks from now. But she's not. No, no, but, we no, are no, not no, no, no. But, but what existence. I'm saying, what I am saying is I am proud of her for like standing up for herself and realizing that, you know, she doesn't have to deal with all this bullshit. Like she's had mm. probably one of the best like years um that anyone has ever seen and i don't know what she's done in like her personal life but she does not need that type of baggage or that type of negativity and i'm just like proud of her for being like nah i don't need this shit like fuck you and Mm -hmm. and she's still gonna flourish and she's still gonna be dope and I know she's been in the um, Bad Bitch Hall of Fame before, but, you know, I would like to... I think Cardi has been in the Bad Bitch Hall of Fame. Oh, my God. She definitely needs to. to. And I am low-key a barb, so... um, A word. So, I love her, but Cardi... And also, thank you for helping me get through this week. Um, As always, we close out the episode on Good Pussy Vibes, which is one quote or just something I've seen on Instagram usually. (laughs) 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 If I'm being completely honest. Um... So I have two this week. The first one is trust your healing process, even when it's lonely, drawn out, uncomfortable, and awkward. Once again, trust your healing process, even when it's lonely, drawn out, uncomfortable, and awkward. The other one comes from Jazz Waters, um, who is, I've known Jazz for a long time, but I actually, um, we met when she was a writer. Um, but basically she said Isn't she still a writer? Yeah, but we met when she was like she wasn't writing for T V then. Got it. Yeah, she was like writing for um she's actually writing for Nicole Bitchy at the time, which ain't even uh, is now Oh my god, Nicole. goals. Right? Um it reads she basically oh, damn, damn, damn. Sorry. Sorry. But shout out to you, Jazz Waters. Like, um, if you don't know who she is, she also is a writer for This Is Us. Yes. Uh probably one of the reasons why um the black family is the best family on the show. <laughs> um <laughs> and so, you know. And so shout out to Jazz Waters. I, you're definitely an inspiration. Yes. So she wrote, What God has for me is enough. So yeah. Mm. A word. Mm-hmm. Um, what God has for me is enough. I'm gonna <laughs> I might put that on a shirt or tattoo it on my what ass God cheeks. <laughs> no, what you want? No, it is Amber. for me. Amber, <laughs> Amber. <laughs> Shout out to my gospel phone. <laughs> Amber is a heathen, y'all. Don't, I truly am. She's the I'm most like, gospel loving heathen you have ever fucking met in your life. <laughs> Uh, literally, she's the. Mo- so, anyways, Devin, before we leave, is there anything anywhere, anything you want to promote, anything anywhere you want the folks to follow you, our thoughts, and you know anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. you can uh, definitely follow me on Instagram at Devin Michael Low, um, and definitely hit me up on Twitter at That Boy You Like, all correct spelling. <laughs> so, Devin Michael Low and That Boy You Like. Shut <laughs> Especially if you um T S Paris. Yes. <laughs> or Giovanni. One <laughs> open. Open. I'm open. <laughs> I'm out. <laughs> um I would like to say as as always, thank you for coming. Um please follow us on Twitter and um Instagram. Our um it's Epray Thought. Obviously the thought um on Instagram they all want us to be thoughts with an O, they want us to be a thought with a zero, but that's where you can follow us. We're always on Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Music Play. So please subscribe and tell a thought to 
tell Thought to listen because um, tell as many people to listen as possible. Because please, 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 because <laughs> I, I would like to start getting advertising dollars soon. I'm uh, y'all. I'm uh, look, like we we should. I be want aver- I want I want profitable bussy. Yes, I want my bussy to be more profitable. Yes, come on, speak right. it. Amen. Speak it. Yes, yes. Um, mm. if you guys have made it this far, thank you. And also, <laughs> um, please, if you we are going to have a fabulous expert on next week so please 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 if you have questions if you have comments about sex relationships feel free to hit us up via instagram or twitter you can also email us at eatpraythought at gmail.com that's eatpraythought at gmail.com so feel free to do that we might, you know what, never mind. What? Um, we can also add that to the beginning of the episode, too. Yeah, that's what I was thinking yeah. about, too. Because mm-hmm. we, 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 we be forgetting. We be thinking. <laughs> uh, and we, we be, be thinking. thinking. We be thinking. <laughs> um, as always, thank you, guys, for coming. Remember, keep your bussies tight um, and filled with joy and love. Yes. And, you know, whatever else you want to fill it with. <laughs> 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 I love you all. Bye. Bye.